Today on the show, the hidden danger of Apple AirTags, Congress to vote on the No Fakes Act, and we'll see if we're hip to all the new slang the young folks are saying these days. It's time to wake up. Rise and shine, nerds. Grab your coffee, wipe the sleep from your eyes, and turn up the volume as we help kick off your day with Love Thy Nerds' official weekly nerdy news show. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the director of content and resources for Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre, a gift and a curse. <laughs> Later in the show, we're taking a look at the current slang and reliving slang of the past. But right now, let's get to our top story. Apple AirTags. Uh-huh. Stalking leads to ruin and murders lawsuit says holy cow okay yeah we're diving right in we're not we're not pulling punches <laughs> <sighs> this month more than three dozen victims allegedly terrorized by stalking using apple air tags have joined a class action lawsuit filed in a california court last december against apple they allege that an amended complaint in an amended complaint that Partly due to Apple's negligence, AirTags have become one of the most dangerous and frightening technologies employed by stalkers because they can easily, cheaply, and covertly be used to determine real-time location information to track their victims. Mm. Since the lawsuit was initially filed in 2022, plaintiffs have alleged that there have been an explosion of reporting showing that AirTags are frequently being used for stalking, including a spike in international AirTag stalking cases, and more than 150 police reports in the U.S. as of April 2022. More recently, there were 19 AirTag stocking cases in one U.S. metropolitan area alone, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh. Why there? I don't know. The, uh, the seeming escalation is concerning, plaintiffs say, because Apple allegedly has not done enough to mitigate harms, and, app and AirTag stalking can lead to financial ruin as victims bear significant costs of hiring mechanics to strip their cars to locate any AirTags that are hidden anywhere. They're so small. Wow. They're like a thick quarter, you know? That's, right. But they're that small. Mm, that small. And they can be put anywhere. Goodness. So the problem is likely bigger than anyone knows because stocking is historically underreported. Uh, the complaint alleged consequences have been as severe as possible. Multiple murders have occurred in which the murder murderer used an air tag to track the victim. Uh, I don't need to go to the rest of the story. The rest of the story is at arstechnica.com. This is terrifying. Yeah. I've never thought about this. I feel like I'm going to go out and I'm going to look at every square inch of my van now. <laughs> I have never thought about the ability to use those air tags. Well, you're not a stalker murderer. That's <laughs> uh, true. Not yet. They're like, now oh, that I know it's so technology cheap for me no. to use. <laughs> these, so these air tags are only like 39 bucks. And so that's wow. nothing. If you're committed to stalking a person, right? right? <laughs> Drop 40 bucks. Oh. And know where their car is at all times. That's creepy. It's terrifying stuff. It makes makes me sad that the technology exists now. Like as a parent whose uh, teenager starts driving, I feel like that would be a good use, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can track their phone. You don't need to track their car. Um, but they can lie with their phone. You know, they true. can leave that's a phone true. at a friend's house and go to another party. That's true. You know, that's when you take the car away. Uh, <laughs> So I know Apple or not Apple Android recently came out with an app that can detect if there's an Apple air tag near you. Oh, <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure Apple's got to have a, a tag or a, an app like that too, that can detect an unrecognized air tag. One that's not connected to <laughs> your phones. Okay. Uh -huh. <clears throat> well, I thank you for that <laughs> 17 months in a row subscription with prime. Uh, but yeah, Stephen, we can't have nice things. This this uh -huh. seems like such a. I mean, it is. It is such a helpful device. Yeah. Uh -huh. Put it on your keys. Mm -hmm. Put it on your remote. Put it on uh, your luggage. You know, all this kind of stuff to make sure you know where it is at all times, mm -hmm. or if it's something that's easily lost that you can find it. 
But yeah, I've never thought about how it could be used in underhanded ways. And now it makes perfect sense. Right. So yeah. they do need to, I mean, they're not going to go away. So right. they do need to make it. How, how do you regulate something like that? I don't know. I, well, I mean, that'll, it's, it's got to be a self-regulation, right? This is the consequence of them not doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. This, this, this uh, massive uh, lawsuit. So mm -hmm. I'm assuming that they're trying to figure that out themselves if they haven't already got a fix for it. Because mm -hmm. this is from last year. But I mean, that's a... Uh, well, things take forever to go through the course. That's true. It really does. <laughs> so that's terrifying. And uh, yeah, be paranoid. Follow, that's the only way. I mean, You're what welcome, can I say? Everybody. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it won't happen to you. It only happens to other people. Uh, <laughs> speaking of... If you're in the, Tulsa, Oklahoma, if you're very, to, Move very out aware. of Tulsa. There's, <laughs> there's some people there that are just... They really want to know where you are at all times. Uh, <laughs> moving on to our next story. Uh, no, The No Fakes Act wants to protect actors and singers from unauthorized AI replicas. Okay. This is from TheVerge.com. <clears throat> uh, it's a bipartisan bill that seeks to create a federal law to protect actors, musicians, and other performers from unauthorized digital replicas of their faces and voices. The uh, No Fakes Act, No Fakes is actually an acronym, which there's got to be someone who's paid in Washington to come up with the, <laughs> with the acronyms. The acronyms yeah. It's Nurture Originals, comma, Foster Art, comma, and Keep Entertainment Safe Act. <laughs> no fakes. <laughs> Standardizes rules around using a person's face, name, and voice. Uh, Senators Chris Coons, Democrat from Delaware, Marsha Blackburn, Republican from Tennessee, Amy Klobuchar, Democrat from Minnesota, I think that's what MN is, and then Tom Tillis, Republican from North Carolina, sponsored the bill. Uh, it prevents the production of a digital replica without consent of the applicable individual or rights holder, unless part of a news public affairs, sports broadcast, documentary, or biographical work. The rights would apply throughout a person's lifetime and for their estate 70 years after their death. 70 years. Yeah. So this is similar to copyright almost, right? Isn't mm -hmm. this like 70 mm -hmm. years after the copyright? They're essentially copywriting themselves, right. their voice and their... So the bill or includes an exception for using digital duplicates for parodies, satire, and criticism. It also excludes commercial activities like commercials, as long as the advertisement is for news, a documentary, or a parody. Um, KY inserts famous people randomly into my sports documentary. So, I mean, that's, that's what I was about to bring up. Why? Why are we excluding those situations? Right. There has to be a reason. Because here's my here, what what defines a parody? How far outside of reality does it have to be to be defined a parody? Because uh, six months ago, or I don't know, it might have been a year ago, but somewhere around that time, a video of Joe Biden announcing that he is activating the selective service to go help Ukraine fight Russia came out. The only way you could tell that it wasn't real was that he was talking too fast because he's too old to talk that fast nowadays. <laughs> like, is that a parody? If it's labeled a parody? Ooh. Now we're going to have to have little disclosures at the bottom. But even then, of our what keeps anyone else over to, yeah, what keeps anyone else from taking that parody video, cropping out whatever thing that says this is a parody at the bottom, and then posting it again? The mm -hmm. problem's still going to persist. Mm -hmm. I feel like we have got yeah, people will easily get around that parody stuff, right. Mm -hmm. I feel like we have gotten by without the need of digital duplicates forever. <laughs> Like it's, you know, like in a documentary. Why? You, why you hire you? an actor that kind of looks like the the guy from the documentary. That's what how we've always done it, and we've all been fine with it. We don't need a digital version of the guy to be reenacted in the documentary. And documentaries are never one hundred percent accurate anyway, so you mm -hmm. really are putting them in a situation that they might not have been in. Mm -hmm. Just cut it all out without permission. I was fine with the Harry Potter <laughs> Weird Al guy. I mean. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al. It made all the sense in the world. That's such a good movie. <laughs> I love that movie so much. <sighs> but yeah, I just don't. I don't understand why this needs to be protected at all. I mean, <laughs> who needs Will Smith? Just cast Mahmoud Ali as himself. Exactly. I, gosh, I really don't want. If there's one thing I really don't want, <laughs> it's real movies that are animated. Like, uh, I don't want the new Lion King to become movies with people. Because the new Lion King, which was supposed to be real, you know, the realistic Lion King, but it's, it's still animated. It's right. 100% animated. Right. I don't want that with people. Especially people that have already passed away. I don't want it. And I feel like we're barreling towards it so fast. No, no. Yeah. I get the need to throw in General Tarkin or, you know, a young Luke, a young Leia to, you know, cap off a story mm-hmm. that's being told in the past because mm-hmm. you can't use the old likenesses anymore. I get the need for that. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure permission <laughs> you know, I, yeah. getting, permission would be nice. uh mm-hmm. does this go back to tom hanks ad I, to, tom hanks is being used there's a okay see there are certain instances where i think obvious parody makes sense okay. if it's obvious parody like we wa- we watched a few clips from the dudesy podcast uh-huh. and dudesy is what like a hundred percent ai focused podcast it's comedy they have AI write a whole bunch of stuff but they also make um movie trailers fake movie trailers and they usually cast tom hanks in them so it's like a tom hanks oh yeah fake Uh tom hanks fake tom hanks voice Uh but it's also very obviously ai generated it's very obviously not actually tom hanks Uh and it's very obvious parody so i mean i get that that's fine that I see almost the same as SNL with a really good impressionist, you know? I was thinking when they wrote this that they had SNL in mind when they were thinking about all these different See, no. scenarios. Yeah, I don't want that. Okay, you, you, you want it to be somebody who plays the character. You don't want a digital version of the character, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I like this. I don't think it goes far enough. The, the article here at The Verge actually goes on to say that same thing. It still might not be enough. Uh, and that a lot of what this bill says just dresses up what's already kind of in place. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, last article here. Uno has finally come out with a variant of their game designed to make you want to injure your closest friends and family. Okay. (laughs) It is called Uno show them no mercy. Oh my goodness. Okay. The tagline is brutal, ruthless, unapologetic. (laughs) (laughs) This version of Uno is either going to be your favorite version or the version that you hate the most. I feel like I would love it. (laughs) With cards like wild reverse draw four. Oh, my gosh. The draw six. Oh. The draw ten. Oh, my goodness. The discard all, meaning players have to discard all the cards in their hand that match the color of the one that just got laid down. The skip everyone card, <laughs> which essentially means you get to take two turns in a row. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, including uh, some new rules that they've made permanent. Some of them are uh, like house rules that some people use. Uh-huh. But you have swapping sevens. So if you lay down a seven... You can swap hands with anybody else at the table. Okay. You have passing zeros. That's a house where a lot of people use. Uh-huh. You play a zero, everybody shuffles everybody the hands to the left card. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, stacking is an official rule now. So if I put down a draw 10 and Ooh, you, you put can... down a draw 10, it could keep going. Oh, my goodness. Anything that's wild. Uh, what makes this game more brutal is there is a mercy rule. The rule states that any player who has 25 or more cards in their hand is automatically kicked out of the game and eliminated. That's me. This means that players can potentially win by being the last man standing, not by discarding all of their cards. Wow. That's interesting. (laughs) Doesn't this sound 
awesome. Yeah. I will say <laughs> we could not play that with our kids. Oh, no, no, no. They would be they would, they so would be mad. They'd be crying. So, yeah. It, Johnny would be crying. Oh, Eli Johnny would be would throwing be. cards. Yeah. Uh-huh. Natalie would be eating them. <laughs> uh, I will say, though, <laughs> we recently played Uno Dare. And it's really fun. Uh, yeah. See, oh, the kids love it. None of these it's other so fun. None of these other Unos have grabbed my attention until this one. Have you played Uno Flip? I have not played Uno Flip. That one's fun too. You like flip over to the other side of the cards, like like whenever a we flip have thing. It. We have it in our church. Do we collection. have flip? Yeah. Okay. And um, then dose. And we yeah. have. Don't we uh-huh. have dose? Don't we own dose? But we we've own never played dose. it. I, I read the rules on dose, and I was like, I need to be studying this before I try and play it. With my <laughs> I, need, I need to write a dissertation about this. I did not understand it. Uno All Wilds is really I good. I hate Uno All Wilds. No, it's fun. I hated it. <laughs> hated it. There are lots of... T- Uno Attack. I loved Uno Attack. Uno Attack was fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uno Attack. But that was just Uno with a a kicker to it. You know, that was yeah, just a yeah. fun little... It did. You had to have new cards or it would not work right. Like oh, your cards that's start right. Old, they started it, getting it floppy. Yeah, they them out like it was they wouldn't be right. Yeah. <laughs> Dose is fun, but the games are super short. We spend a lot more time shuffling the deck than playing. Interesting. Oh, no. Interesting. Yeah, I just I was trying to read it, and the kids were all like all around yelling at me. And I'm, oh yeah, that's I can't do this to, right now. <laughs> I need to do I'm this sorry. at night when you're in bed. <laughs> we'll play it the next day. <laughs> All right, well, now it's time for the solar flare. Here are some quick headlines and commentary for the rest of the latest news. Oh, no, I have to read. Ready? Yeah. Go! Microsoft completes 69 billion Activision Blizzard purchase. Xbox Game Pass will soon feature two Crash Bandicoot games, three Diablo games, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater Remaster, and a whopping 19 Call of Duty games. So if anyone needs me, I'll be in my room for ever. (laughs) Best Best Buy? Best Buy will reportedly stop selling DVDs and Blu-ray starting next year. You almost gave away my joke here, because I'm going to be honest. I didn't know Best Buy was still around. OpenAI has quietly changed its core values. The chat GPT creator has updated its company's core values to be focused on developing AGI, artificial general intelligence, otherwise known as when AI becomes as intelligent as median humanity and has the ability to learn in a way that only sentience has offered so far. OpenAI is Cyberdyne Systems. ChatGPT is Skynet. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Uh, Star Trek Prodigy finds a new home. After Paramount Plus canceled the young viewer-focused Trek show, fans convinced Netflix to pick it up. Netflix plans to run it back and bring out the first season again soon while it begins work on season two. Wow. After Oh, I'm excited about this one. (laughs) After 12 years, Mr. Monk and crew return for Mr. Monk's last case, a Monk movie. One of the greatest shows of the 2010s, Monk has all the main cast returning to solve one last very personal case involving his beloved stepdaughter, Molly, a journalist preparing for her wedding. It releases on December 8th. On Peacock. Oh my gosh, I'm watching. I know, and now I have to hurry up and get to the end. Hurry up, right? Gosh, she's watching for a while. I was very excited. (laughs) I was very excited that this was coming out soon. Um, The uh, creator saying, even though we're naming it Mr. Monk's Last Case, he's hoping that it is received well enough for at least one more because he's got a good story already lined up for a second one. I saw some photos. You said. The main cast, is it Sharona or Natalie? It is Natalie. Natalie, okay. I saw some photos. Okay. They are old now. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie's probably the youngest looking still, but oh man. Stottlemyer and the other guy. Mr. Uh, Monk, I mean, Randy you've kind Disher. of seen Randy Disher, yeah. They, ooh, they look old. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Mr. Oh. Monk also looks really old, but we've kind of seen him because he's been in recent projects still. Yeah, I think I only watched Miss Maisel. Miss Maisel, he was in, yeah. That's kind of what I'm seeing. Yeah. 
Whew. But anyway, very excited about this movie. Love that show. Yes. That wraps up today's news. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, Matt and I go head to head in some TV trivia. Stick around. Today in Nerd History. Today's date is October 16th. In 1979, Kitty Pride arrived in Marvel Comics. Kitty Pride is a superhero who can become intangible and disrupt electrical fields. She made her first comic book appearance in the Uncanny X-Men number 129 when she was introduced as a young mutant who was sought by both the X-Men and the Hellfire Club. In 2001, Smallville premiered. This show tells the story of a young Clark Kent who grows up in a small town in Kansas and discovers his alien heritage and superpowers, while also dealing with the challenges of adolescence, friendship, love, and destiny. It is a prequel to the Superman saga and also focuses on a younger Lex Luthor and his early friendship with Clark. In 2015, Goosebumps premiered in theaters. This movie combines comedy, horror, and fantasy genres based on the popular children's book series by R.L. Stein. It follows the adventures of a teenager who accidentally releases the monsters from Stein's books into the real world and has to team up with Stein, his daughter, and his friend to stop them. For more nerdy facts about today's entries, visit lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistory. What if I told you there's more than 3 billion gamers on the planet? What if I told you that we're sending missionaries into almost every culture and every country and every language on the planet, except one of the largest and most unreached people groups in the world? And that world is the world of gaming and nerd culture. With the rise of things like Stranger Things and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Dungeons and Dragons, Magic Gathering, Pokemon, Harry Potter, you name it, nerd culture has been on a rise for dozens of years. And it has outgrown Christianity by almost a billion people. My name is Mark, and I am the lead and founding pastor of Lux Digital Church. My wife and I ministered in Pittsburgh for 11 years, and then two years ago started an entirely online church that reaches people in the digital gaming community. We now have a church family that is spread across almost 16 dime zones all across the globe, and we get the opportunity every single day to actively engage in deep, impactful relationships with people, to see them not only come to know Jesus, but also to grow up and be become more like Jesus. I am incredibly passionate about the church learning how to engage the next generation and the next generation, spoiler alert, are mostly gamers. When Jesus says to go and love your neighbor, well, statistically, if your neighbor is a teenager or younger, if they are Gen Z or Gen Alpha, statistically, your neighbor is a nerd or a gamer. And for the most part, the church has little to no idea about how to actively engage with those subcultures. And they're not even becoming subcultures. They're mostly just our culture, which is why us at Lux Digital Church and also our friends over at Love by Nerd are putting together something called the Nerd Culture Ministry Summit this upcoming November in Marble Falls, Texas. It's a chance for you as a pastor and your team to come and learn how to actively engage in an impactful and meaningful way with a group of people that the church has largely ostracized, told their hobbies are stupid, or mostly totally and completely forgotten about. The only way to actively engage with them and to tell them about the life-giving gospel is to build relationships with them through the things that they love. And most of those people, well, they love video games and board games and tabletop RPGs. And we want to teach and train you on how to actively get into that community. So we're gathering together nerd culture ministry leaders and nerd culture ministry missionaries, and we're pulling them together in one space for one summit to teach the church how to engage with this culture, to build bridges between church culture and nerd culture. It's going to be in Marble Falls, Texas this November. I hope to see you there. Make plans to be there. Go to ncmsummit.com and get registered today. It's inexpensive and a great opportunity for you and your team to learn how to connect with the next generation in a way that goes beyond just another pizza night. I'll see you there. Welcome back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official weekly nerdy news show. I'm Radio Matt. 
And I'm Deidre. Each week, we like to put our nerdy knowledge to the test. Today, Deidre and I will take our TV nerd knowledge uh, right. to the test here as we go head-to-head in a game of Simpsons trivia. <laughs> he is cooking the books so Stack that he deck. wins. That's right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you now, actually, look, most of these questions. Some of I, I took a look at the first few, and I'm like, okay, they seem easy enough mm-hmm. so i'm gonna let you take the first few okay okay so you're we're not right. gonna flip the coin i'm gonna let you take the first ones because i think they're the easier ones <laughs> all right spoiler they're all about nick at night uh what was on nick at night when we were kids bewitched i dream of genie mm-hmm. happy days mm-hmm. i didn't watch one? happy days very much. i watched some happy days Maybe like i watched the jump the shark episode I don't even know what Where he is. jumped the shark. You don't remember that line from Community? <laughs> and you know what? There was an episode of Happy Days where a guy literally jumped over a shark. And it was the best one. <laughs> nope. Nope. Oh, uh, do you think Pokemon Go was created by Google to put an answer in the Google search? Where can I find a nerd? That's a good question. What the heck? <laughs> that has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now, but it's a good question. <sighs> Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed was on the good night. Anyway, <laughs> trivia game is multiple choice, but we have to keep guessing if we get it wrong, meaning that we can potentially earn three X's on each question. Like golf, we are going for the lowest amount of X's possible, lowest score. Okay. Each of us will answer five questions. Uh, like I said, we're not going to flip. I'm going to let Deidre start off. So here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. The Simpsons originally appeared as a short on what TV show? The Tracy Ullman Show. Dr. Nigadatu. Married with Children, Drildred, or Matt Groening's American Family. I want to say the Tracy Ullman Show. Correct. Tracy Ullman Show blended sketch comedy with musical numbers, dance routines, and animated shorts. All right. Number two, who founded Springfield? Was it Shelbyville, Manhattan, Jebediah Springfield, Han Springfield, or Abraham Simpson? <laughs> Jebediah Springfield. I do remember that name. Do you remember what his actual name is? No. Hans Sprungfeld. Okay. Yes. Uh, Jebediah Springfield founded Springfield in 1796 while looking for new Sodom with his partner, Shelbyville, Shelbyville, Manhattan. Springfield and Manhattan went to their separate ways, and Manhattan went on to found a rival town of Shelbyville. Okay. Number three. What part of the opening credits is different almost every week? Bart riding a skateboard, Marge checking out at the grocery store, the family sitting on the couch, or Homer driving the car? The family sitting on the couch. Good job. You shouldn't have given me all the easy. Almost every episode of The Simpsons shows the Simpson family doing something different as they sit on the couch watch TV. In some of the open credits, Bart also writes something different on the blackboard, and Lisa sometimes plays a different solo on her saxophone, but the couch segment is often the only one of the three gags to survive the editing room. Mm. Uh, yeah. They, they often have to shorten the intro. Right. And so sometimes... I think there's only been one time where it literally just goes, uh, Simpsons, like that's it. Like it doesn't even have, anyway. Now you don't have to do that no, with streaming. You're right. Well, you do, because you don't with new, new streaming stuff, but Simpsons still has to. Because oh. they still air on TV. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> Number four, what are the annual Halloween episodes known as? Treehouse of Horror, Doe of the Dead, <laughs> Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace, or the day Springfield stood still. Treehouse of Horror. Correct. But all three of those, I believe, are names of Treehouse of Horror episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. Number five. Which of the following is not a Bart Simpson catchphrase? Eat my shorts. Don't have a cowman. I carumba. Or ha ha. <laughs> Bart Simpson is known oh. for all these catchphrases except ha ha, which is the bully Nelson Muntz's favorite thing to say as okay. he beats up on his schoolmates. So I didn't get any X's. You didn't? Do you feel like you're not going to get any X's? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't looked at the bottom half of these. All right, you got your mouse? I do. Where are we at? Where's my? There it is. 
There it is. What are the names of Marge's... Cynical. Cyn- oh, okay. <laughs> Cynical twin sister. Kynigle? I thought it was... Anyway. Uh, Marty and Thelma. Thelma and Louise. Patty and Selma. Margaret and Betty. Oh, jeez. Patty and Selma. Yeah. Yes. I'm not going to read them. Uh, what is the name of Ned Flanders? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? This has got a good piece of it. All right. Marge's sisters are Patricia Patty Bouvier and the many times married Selma Bouvier Terwilliger Hutz McClure Stew. <laughs> Fine. You read the, you read the checks. Name. Okay, I'll do it. What is the name of Ned Flanders' store at the Springfield Mall? The Leftorium, Bible Blaster, the Hidley Diddley O. Come on, say it right. <laughs> Hidley High Diddley Ho Mar. Okay, sorry. The Indeedly Doodly. <laughs> it is the Leftorium. And I wish that was a real place for me being left-handed. Ned owns the Leftorium, which specializes in products for left-handed people. This is a benefit to the surprisingly large proportion of Springfield's <laughs> left-handed citizens, including Bart Simpson, Principal Skinner, Mr. Burns, and Moses Lack. Mm. What number is the current snowball owned by the Simpson family? Five, eight, three, or one? Ooh, no. Uh-oh. Here's the problem. I thought it was two. Oh, no. <laughs> <clears throat> they must have done Okay, a, I'm starting to remember an episode. They must have done an episode where they lost Snowball 2. <laughs> I'm starting to remember an episode where not only did they lose Snowball 2, but they lost, like, several cats. And then they wound up just naming the last one Snowball 2 anyway. But I think this would be... I'm going to say the fifth... Five. Five. V. Oh, very nice. Simpsons current black female cat snowball is actually Snowball Five, but the family renamed her Snowball Two to save money on a new dish. Wow. Eat it. Wow. I think you get an extra point for that. (laughs) Millhouse Van Houten is one of the few residents of Springfield with which of the following traits? Two left feet, five fingers... Purple hair, eyebrows. Uh, KY says there's a lefty store on the Disney Springs boardwalk. Ooh. That's interesting. Uh, Eyebrows, I believe. Eyebrows. There's very few people that have eyebrows on The Simpsons. Very good. Miles Manhattan is one of the few residents of Springfield with eyebrows, a trait he shares with his parents, although a millhouse divided. It is shown that his mother, Luann, wears false eyebrows. (laughs) That's true. Which character was mistakenly animated with the wrong color in his or her first appearance of The Simpsons? Smithers. Waylon Smithers. Correct. Homer's Odyssey. Waylon Smithers is actually ma- accidentally made African-American by the color stylist. Smithers' skin tone in this episode was later explained as an extreme tan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, we're both, we both know our Simpson knowledge. Okay. Zero to zero. We both win. There we go. Let's put it that way. That's a good way to put it. I like that. This wraps up our trivia battle for this week. We're going to take another short break, but don't go anywhere. Up next, I put danger to the test again as we discuss the latest slang. Stick around. (laughs) Hector Mirai, and you're listening to Faith and Vandom 180 on LTN Radio. So I was watching a WWE like event with my daughters. I was a uh, fast lane, and I was watching a couple matches, and then it kind of hit me. I was like, "What's wrong with this? Why, why is this not clicking with me the way I want it to?" And I realized it's the announcer. Um, you know, they have different announcers for different events, different things like that. And uh, I've come to realize I've just really enjoyed the announcing of one of the ladies named Samantha Irvin, who is the announcer for Raw. And she does some different stuff. And, you know, they highlight her a lot on TikTok. 
just of how good she is. And I love the way she announces things. I love the way she's so bold and like strong and confident in her abilities. And because the reality is this, like being able to boldly declare things is a powerful situation because a lot of these wrestlers and a lot of these people that are going out there would feel so out of comfort and out of place if they had to declare themselves every time if they had to announce themselves every time because like uh even like me on sunday mornings like when i'm you know introducing myself on stage is like the location pastor of my church or anything like that or if i'm you know introducing myself as a dj um my dj name is mc loud noises and i don't ever even say that out loud because i'm like i feel like a dork for saying that because it was a dorky name when i picked it um but there's sometimes that we just get so uh in our own heads about things that we can't be bold in how we share them well jesus was telling the disciples you know that there's going to come a time where the stuff that you're timid about you got to get way loud with you got to be able to declare it like samantha irvin level announcing stuff in uh, matthew 10 verse 27 it says what i tell you in the dark say in the light what you hear whispered shout from the housetops for all to hear when god is doing something in our lives we shouldn't let our own insecurities get in the way we should be able to be bold loud and declare what god is doing in us with confidence. If you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head on over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcast, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official weekly nerdy news show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Dater. Dater told me a story of something that our boys were doing <laughs> uh, last week. Learning a dance so they could get sturdy. <laughs> uh, in our research, it appears that this is a style of dancing. Similarly, a few years ago, people were crumping. Uh-huh. It was also an ambiguous dancing term. Uh, but this had me wondering what other new slang is out there in 2023. So oh, I'm no. going to put Daedra <laughs> to the test and we're going to go through some of these and see if Daedra can guess what they oh mean. My gosh. Now, some of them, some of them have been around and some okay. of them are like older and they've been brought, brought back. back. Okay. So a few so of these being old I'm, I'd might say, help me. Okay. I'd say most of these you're going to get. Okay. All right. All right. Some of them though. Maybe so not. what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to tell you what it means? Yeah. I'm going to tell you what the word is and you guess what it means. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to leave it over here on the screen. You can't see. Okay. <sighs> All right. First one is a gimme. Sus. <laughs> You've heard that a thousand times. Right. You're you're being sus. You're being suspicious. Correct. <laughs> Giving the impression that something is questionable or dishonest. Suspicious. <laughs> All right. What does bet mean? Can you use it in a sentence? Yeah. You ready? <laughs> okay. Bet. <laughs> And that's literally a full sentence. Uh, is it like, tell me I'm wrong or like, I'm totally right or something? No, uh, <laughs> this expression means like, I agree. Good news. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bet. Bet. That's weird. Okay. All right. Here's one we've heard for a while. But the meaning of it <laughs> has fluctuated many times. Okay. Yeet. Yeet. Okay. I'm trying to think of when my kids have used it. Mm-hmm. And they're using it like they throw something. Mm-hmm. They eat it. So the first half of it is to violently throw an object. Okay. But part of this definition is also why you're eating it. Oh. What gets yeeted? Oh, things you don't like? It's an object that you deem worthless, inferior, or just plain garbage. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Salty. Salty. <laughs> Aren't you salty? Like that. Yeah. <laughs> Were you hitting on me? Aren't you a salty little minx? That's, a, that's what I thought of. <laughs> no, it's like you're salty. You're salty. He's salty. 
that's like an old phrase, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's been around for a while. Too, you're you're too uh... saucy, Minx. That's what. Yeah, that's what I'm. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Ky. <laughs> you're uh, gruff, rude, kind of. It's uh, when you're upset over something. Like, okay. Something little, like when you're being petty and upset. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's not what I was thinking. Okay. Cap. Cap. Mm-hmm. That's a hat. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Cap. Like you're gonna kill somebody. <laughs> <If> someone. <laughs> someone says to you, "That's cap," or "That's all cap," something like that. Oh, like like all like writing in all caps. No. Oh, dang it. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good mindset, though. That would sound like, man, you're coming in all caps here. <laughs> yeah. Goodness, no. Cap is another word for lying. Okay. And so when people are saying like, "I'm telling the truth," they'll say, "No cap." No cap. And you're like, hey, that's honest no guy. cap. No cap." I want to know where that came from. <laughs> I want to follow that journey. Okay, now this one is one that's been used in the past. I okay. think we used it. Okay. Extra. Oh, yeah, like you're being dramatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over the top, excessive dramatic behavior. Yeah. A little bit extra. All right. <laughs> Bussin. Bussin. <laughs> no G. Bussin with an apostrophe at the end. Bussin. Like I'm busting a move. Not busting. No, no. Busting. 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 Yep. I don't know that one. <laughs> I'm uh, on my way to school because I'm busting. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what you would say if something was really good. I have no idea where it came from, what it means. Be like, that's busting. That's busting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the new cool, I guess. All right. This one we've used in the past. Bougie. Bougie. Okay. Yeah. That's like um, super pricey stuck up yeah, kind high, of high class kind of thing yeah, okay, yeah. yeah sheesh 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 i say sheesh all the time like me whoa or whoa in a negative sense or in a positive sense negative yeah so see that's the opposite now oh, now okay. sheesh, sheesh is an expression when you're impressed or amazed by something oh okay sheesh. okay mm-hmm. drip <laughs> uh, flush with cash. <laughs> Close. Uh, when something is very cool, usually to describe like an outfit or an accessory. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oof. 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 La boof. I don't know that one. I. I mean, besides like the what I just commonly know it as. What like, is it? Like. Oof. <laughs> What do you, what is it? We explain what that means. Like, like, wow, or sheesh. Can be used to express discomfort, stress, or sadness. Okay. So it's like when you or you see someone else, like, you know, get broken up with. You're like, oof. Oof. You know, insulted, something like that. Oof. All right. Finna. F-I-N-N-A. Finna. Finna. Isn't it they're like a fin and that's like a like has to do with money? Don't know what you're talking about. Oh, me neither. <laughs> a fin. I don't know. What's it mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm finna go do something. Fixing to. Fixing to go do something? <laughs> really? I'm fixing to go do something. Finna. Finna, finna go do that. I finna get some pizza. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Shook. Shook's been around a while. Shook. Yeah. It's like get woke up. Get uh, get shook. Get woke. No. No. You're mixing <laughs> up shook and woke. Just shook. Um Oh, like you were upset? Like <sighs> I got shook like I was no. taken aback. Taken aback, yeah. Shocked. Shocked okay, and surprised. Shocked. There we go. Yeah. yeah, when you can't believe what you're saying, okay. uh-huh. I'm shook. Uh-huh. Uh, can also be uh, used as, uh, or can also be spoken as shooketh. I am shooketh. I am shooketh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's a simp? simp? This is why I chose Simpsons, really. Oh, really? What's a simp? <laughs> simp. Is it a Simpson? <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, simple? No. Simp- 
simply? No. That's nothing to do with simpleness or anything. Simp. Chimp. I don't know. <laughs> Blimp. <laughs> Blimp. Uh, it is when someone does way too much for a person that they like. So if, if you know, you're infatuated with somebody and you're like overly fawning over them to try and make them like you, uh-huh. that means you're simping after them. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mid. That's in between low and high. <laughs> Technically <laughs> correct, and you're on the right track. Expand on it. You're just a middleman. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just a middleman. <laughs> All right. It is used to insult or degrade something uh, or as an opposing opinion, labeling it as average or poor quality. Oh, you're average. So wow. someone, yeah, someone in... That's mean. In Discord recently told me something. Like the show was real mid or something like that. I'm really? Like, oh, okay. All right. I see you, young this person. Show real mid. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Hold this L. Uh, like you're handing him like the loser L. Good job. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, NPC. N like Nancy? NPC. And it doesn't stand for Nancy, by the way. And you're not necessarily looking for the acronym. Okay. But you want to know what the meaning is. But you want to know what the meaning is. I can't give you what the acronym is without kind of giving away the meaning. I don't know. Okay. Well, the acronym stands for non-playable character. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So it's like... So if someone calls you an NPC... You're like, you you can't do anything. You're uh, useless. Uh, kind of. It's more like you don't you're, think for yourself. You're not in. Okay. It's like you don't. You you are. You don't matter. You you try and blend in with the surroundings. Okay. So like someone, regardless of how they actually think, will just agree with the more popular people in the room kind of okay. thing. <sighs> All right, halfway there. Oh my gosh, this is too long. <laughs> Turnt. Ooh. Turnt. Turnt. Turn with a T at the end. Turnt. I turned it. Turned it. Turnip. Turn. <laughs> uh, sentence usage would be like, uh, we're going to get turnt tonight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like party? Yeah, I'm to get excited about something, uh, but it can also mean drinking. Okay. Getting under the influence. Oh, dear. Riz. Riz. R-I-Z-Z. Riz. Riz. Like that's Riz. Riz. <laughs> I don't know. There's no... There's no, no, no give you? It doesn't make me think of anything. Comes from the word charisma. Okay. So it's about your charisma. You got some... Your charisma you some level. You're, they usually say Riz level. You know, it's like a level of Riz. Uh, it's giving dot, dot, dot. I don't understand the phrase. <laughs> it's giving. I'll give you, um. Like, and then you say something else or yeah, yeah. You just. Like it's, um, it's giving 90s sitcom. Oh, like it's, it's the vibe of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How you feel. Uh means like serving a look uh all right touch grass <laughs> touch the grass okay um i'm just like thinking of sports like like when you fumble or something and you're hitting the grass i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no, it's when someone is doing something weird stupid or pointless it means that they need to come back to reality they need to get some fresh air touch some grass okay. <laughs> uh op opp op operation <laughs> this is a shortened word it's none of those appointment <laughs> oh i thought you almost had it opponent opponent <laughs> anyone in competition against you okay, okay. uh, uh Okay, don't get it twisted with the acronym here. Okay. TFW. 
Not WTF. TFW. Okay. The, <laughs> the friend wave. Says <laughs> <laughs> so for that feeling when used to describe a particularly emotional, char- emotionally charged experience, okay. whether positive or negative. Okay. Uh, two more. Why the face? What? <laughs> WTF? Why the face? <laughs> Uh, DTB. DTB. I feel like I've heard that one. The last one can Mm. be a bad word, Mm. but it can also not be a bad word. So just be careful here. (laughs) I don't know. Don't trust boys. Oh. Or if a boy's saying it, it's a bad word. The other way. And I don't like that. No, me neither. Last one. That one up. It's my favorite one, too. Oh, gosh. Of the whole list. <laughs> Pushing P. <laughs> what is P? What is P, babe? What what, P? what are you pushing? What's pushing the P you're P. pushing? Pushing P. Pushing P. I'm assuming it's not about urinating. <laughs> it is not about urinating. It's when you're trying to pee real fast. Push. Push that P. <laughs> Or the other P. Uh, let's see. Poop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that means you're straining. You're constipated. <laughs> um, I don't know. Power? Some power? No, it's actually very wholesome. Oh. It means you are staying real and being positive. Positive. Pushing positivity. Aw. I like it. So we asked some of our shinies, uh, what, what were your favorite slang words when you were young? Okay. Uh, and this is in our discord. You can join the group, go to lovethynerd.com slash discord, join the discord, and then you can go to the channels and, um, channels categories and you can click rise and shine nerds, join our little group. Uh, And here's some of the answers we got. Okay. Silver. Uh, a lot of these were like fake cuss words. (laughs) That we got from people. So the very first Yay. one was, I liked to say frick, fricking mm. when I was a teenager, mm. <laughs> which who didn't, you know, you like those words that give you those nice consonants <laughs> that still won't get you in trouble. I was crap. I said it all. You said crap a lot. Mm-hmm. Hey, they said crap on Hey Arnold. So I mean, we're, we're fine. Tad says, uh, totes my goats. <laughs> he said that a lot. He also said, uh, no me gusta. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Which is that I, I don't like. Is that what that means? Yeah, don't ask I me. I think that. so. Uh, so you took French. I forgot. <laughs> uh, Wandering Knight says, uh, oh no, Wandering Knight didn't say anything. Wandering <laughs> Knight said something to somebody else and then didn't answer the question. <laughs> this, that's how it rolls, says, I say son of Seabiscuit instead of the other phrase. Also, Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock. <laughs> Fraggle Rock. The Viridian Toothy Cow <laughs> says, cool beans. Home skillet, broski, booyah, noob, peeps. Cool beans. Cool beans. Yeah. That was one of those that came uh-huh. into popularity again, like early 2000s when we were in high school still. But uh-huh. it was a, an 80s expression. Oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't know that. Uh, Cynical says debomb.com. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said that phrase one time and I felt so embarrassed <laughs> that I would never say that. Uh, HD Amanda says, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> KY says, I'm outside the current demographic. Uh, clearly. <laughs> but I asked her anyway to spill the tea. She said, these are 80s, 90s slang I remember personally using at some point. Uh, Some of it has become regular words now. (laughs) But I was considered even weird back then, so I usually just quoted books or old movies or non-popular music like Smothers Brothers or Mad TV, which we shouldn't have been allowed to watch. (laughs) Most of these would have only been used with my brothers or close friends, as I didn't really talk with other kids. Gag me with a spoon. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Bite me. Totally. Spaz. Veg out. Yes way. 
<laughs> I kids you not. Freak out. Psych. Whatever. Fave. Legit. Talk to the hand. Majorly. As if. <laughs> Booyah. Not. FYI. No duh. Our son said no duh this morning. Like no duh. Yes. No duh. <laughs> he says duh all the time now. Like. Um, all. All like. All like. She was all like up in my face. <laughs> She's on right now, and she says, I feel myself aging. <laughs> Where do you speak? <laughs> That's my name. Don't wear it out. <clears throat> oh, wow. Oh, goodness. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Tristan uh, said, uh, now he's Australian, so these are, these are probably oh, different. Okay. He's still used today, he says, Tucker for food. Okay. Okay. Servo means service station or garage no wuckas a truly aussie way to say no worries no wuckas <laughs> no wuckas mozzie means mosquito oh dunny hey knew that that means toilet we know that from bluey <laughs> dag Someone who's a bit of a nerd or a geek. I would say dag. I you said dag a lot. Dag. But that was like a dag, dang. bro. Yeah. Dag. <laughs> dag, yo. Uh, <laughs> block, which means full. Okay. A. Uh, mate, which means friend. Yeah. Now, I, I did know, like, Tuck. Um, Tucker? Because... Oh, on Bluey, he says, tuck in, kids. Tuck in, kids. And he's talking about eating. eating. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess all right. so. I guess so. <laughs> Interesting stuff, gang. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Yeah. We're going to take another short break. I'm reading your line again. But I didn't have a, a segue into your line. So how would you know when to say it? That's true. Then we're going to wrap up our show. <laughs> we'll end with a little nostalgia. Stick around. <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Radio Matt, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today I'm reviewing the premiere episodes of the revival of Frasier. In all of sitcom history, one show has always stayed at the top of my favorites list. That's right, ranking higher than any show about nothing, any wacky take on family life, any group of friends living together, any crazy cop squad, even above the American workplace, sits one of the nerdiest intellectual characters of all time, Dr. Fraser Crane, psychiatrist. Not only was his character gold on Cheers, but his spinoff, Frasier, lasted 11 glorious seasons, with a finale that is one of the most satisfying ever, in my opinion. So, since Kelsey Grammer started talking about revival rumors all the way back in 2016, I have been simultaneously excited and terrified. I knew I would love to see the character again, but I desperately wanted it to be good. And I'll say that the trailers leading up to it weren't cut together in a way that gave me much hope. Last week, the first two episodes of the 10-episode season were released on Paramount+, Plus, and I can tell you that very quickly my fears were put to rest. Frazier is visiting Boston to give a guest lecture at Harvard and to visit his son, Freddie, accompanied by his nephew, David, who is a spot-on representation of Niles and Daphne's son. The episode also features Alan, an old friend from college who teaches at Harvard, and Alan's boss, Olivia, who desperately wants Frazier to join the faculty. The first episode is all about Freddy hiding some serious stuff, in comical ways, from his father, and ends on a heartwarming note about Frazier's dad, who was played by the late John Mahoney. The second episode focused around Frazier and Freddy moving in together, and the parallels Frazier sees in himself and his father when they first moved in together. It rides the line of nostalgia without being so dependent on it that you feel cheated out of something new. Now, I'll be honest, if you aren't already a fan of the original Frasier series, I doubt you'll fall in love with this show right away, as it is carried out in the same mid-90s format that has almost gone the way of the Dodo these days. But if you are a fan of the original series, these first two episodes feel both familiar and new at the same time. I found myself laughing out loud alone in my office several times, and I can only hope the rest of the season is this enjoyable. The first two episodes are available to stream right now on Paramount+, Plus, with new episodes coming out every Thursday. Once again, I'm Radio Matt, and remember, it all works out.
Welcome back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official weekly nerdy news show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Daedra. To wrap up the show today, we want to dive into a bit of nostalgia. Here are a few nerdy things that we love celebrating anniversaries this coming week. Ooh. On this day, Daedra. What? In 2001, Smallville <gasps> first premiered. Wow. We kind of talked about Smallville already. Recently, uh -huh. <laughs> a lot, uh -huh. so we won't have to dive into too much. But uh, the whole deal was no tights, no flights. Uh -huh. We're taking uh -huh. Clark as he first starts developing powers and uh -huh. starts learning about who he is, um, or at least understanding that he has powers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, very WBCW at first. Yes, yes. It got more science fiction Drama. focus. More science fiction focused later. In the year or in the years as the years went by. So this, were they Go ahead. <laughs> your question. Were they the first ones to do like Lex Luthor and Clark Kent were friends? TV show wise, yes. Because yeah. that is not canon in the comics. There was a single comic book that went into that idea uh -huh. that they were friends when they were younger. Okay. But it has not been considered actually a part of the real storyline, okay. like canon. But they did use that as inspiration, thought this would be fun. Mm -hmm. uh, I liked it. I did, too. I think that the dynamic that they had together was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And you're just, you just want Lex to choose good right. you so want much. Good. You're like, come on, man. That Christmas episode Gosh. where he was like in the alternate reality that had he had done the right thing at this one point, uh -huh. whatever. And like, oh, it was so beautiful. Uh -huh. And then to see it just all crumble at the end, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. that got me. That still gets me <laughs> thinking about it right now. Uh, this show is the longest running superhero show ever. Oh. Um, it's also one of the longest running science fiction shows ever. Really? Very few science fiction shows make it to 10 seasons. Okay. When you think okay. about it, okay. no Star Treks have ever made it past the seventh season. Wow. Wow. I can think of only Stargate SG-1 that made it 10 seasons. I can't think of any other science fiction shows that have been around that long. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So... Anyway, that's really cool. cool stuff. That's cool. On October 17th, 1998, Halloween Town came to Disney Channel. I've still never seen it. You've never seen <laughs> Halloween Town? I wasn't allowed oh. to watch Halloween Town. It was a Disney <laughs> Channel movie. Yeah, it was Disney for children. Anyway. Uh, this was the level Can't of scary you say movie. It's for that children. That yeah, our kids would think, be able to Yeah, I'm like, our kids. It is, it is, it's got a few like, eh, moments. Now I'm going to have to watch it. But. The level it's the level of scary movie I'm I'm okay with. Yeah. It doesn't give me nightmares. <laughs> uh it actually it was pitched to NBC or another channel, another network, and they turned it down because they're like, This is too dark. This is too much. And Disney Channel actually made them rewrite it and make it light more lighthearted. Uh, uh, on October 19th, 1985, when I was not even a month old, <laughs> and you were but a gleam in your mother's eye, <laughs> the Nintendo Entertainment System, along with Super Mario Brothers, released in the U.S. Okay. Yeah. So cool. much time spent on that game in my life. Wow. Not just then, but they, they released it as an NES classic for the Game Boy Advance, and then it was on the Wii uh classic oh, yeah. stuff and mm -hmm. now it's on the switch classic stuff like i've been playing this game forever forever <laughs> since you were a month old <laughs> uh lastly on october 21st 1941 wonder woman first appeared in comics oh cool first time cool uh creator of wonder woman was in a polygamous marriage Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just learned that. That's and I'm a, like, this a, is weird. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> All right. <laughs> is it KYC's? KY's KY birthday. Redhead's. Somewhere in this week is KY Redhead's birthday. birthday. Is she going to tell us when? You skipped my birthday, she says <laughs> in the chat. <clears throat> what day? What day what is day? it? The 18th? The 18th is your birthday? Right. I wish I could tell you what happens on the 18th, but I don't have all my stuff with me. <laughs> but 
you were born and that's that's worth enough celebrating yeah. this day in nerdy history mm-hmm. on the 18th ky redhead was born we hope you all have a fantastic day we thank you for making rise and shine nerds a part of it catch us every monday on youtube ltn radio or subscribe to your favorite podcast app Catch up on all 45 episodes of the show before this one at lovethynerd.com slash rise and shine. And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at rise and shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Daedra. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you, nerds.